Ryan Centaur, the prose editor and uh, managing editor at Sparkler. I'm Rebecca Scoble, I'm audio editor. And I'm MK from the Slash Report podcast, and I play ISA in Tokyo Demons. <laughs> yeah, we're very lucky to have a special podcast guest, um, another person whom, why haven't you been on the Sparkler podcast <laughs> yet? If you guys are familiar with Slash Report, which is uh, now complete, but is a very long, very awesome podcast about fandom. Basically. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's yeah. like a hot mess of fandom. <laughs> but, it's, but like a beautiful hot mess of fandom. We tried. I mean, it's hot. It's a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know some people out there have listened to Slash Report because it was really making the rounds for many years. Um, and we miss it. So we were like, hey, let's do a podcast today and bring um, MK on. Uh, you should also, we uh, can link to her so you can read her fanfics after this because she's written in a lot of fandoms. That's that's my hobby. Yeah. It's like a lot of my time. Yeah, it's great. And, and Prue was your other, unfortunately Prue is not with us, but she was the other uh, main podcaster in Slash Report, also a Bay fandom writer. Well, she also hasn't watched what we're going to talk about today yet. Yes, so um, <laughs> we're obviously going to talk about Yuri on Ice because mm-hmm. everybody on all of our feeds is <laughs> literally like <laughs> not just real time caught up, but like managing to get the simul, uh, the simul casts. Before it's in English, which is like three hour delay. <laughs> not, not just Spoiling. simulcast, having fan art of the simulcast within like an hour and a half. Yeah. And the <laughs> fan art is amazing. Oh my god, it's yes. Really For anyone out there who has somehow not heard of Yuri on Ice, uh, it is a an anime that's running right now that uh, is about male figure skating in Japan. Although it's actually a very international anime. It follows a Japanese kid named Yuri. Who's uh, He's in his early 20s, what, like 23? Yeah, yeah he's like, 23 in the first yeah. episode. He's a very good skater, but doesn't do well in high-level competitions. So he's like not, I don't want to say necessarily Olympic level, because they're not really in the Olympics. They're in something called the Grand Prix, which is an international skating competition. I think it's like a level or two below the he Olympics. He does say he's one of like Japan's top figure skaters, but also yeah. like his anxiety really cripples him yeah. in competition. Yeah, he chokes under pressure. So he's been competing for a little while and not doing so well. He got into skating because he worshipped this guy named um, Victor... What's his last name? Nikiforov. Nikiforov. And uh, that guy is, like, based off Victor Plushenko, more or less. (laughs) He's, like, Russia's pride and this guy who keeps winning all these gold medals. And Yuri's like, oh, this guy's so inspiring. I'm going to become a figure skater. And then (laughs) when they're in the same competition, he can't, like, can't get himself to go talk to him. And he's just, like, embarrassed in front of him. It's really awkward and it's really cute. And also we should note that Yuri's home bedroom is like plastered in posters of this guy like just plastered yeah. wall to wall it's really cute yeah i mean almost stalker level at one point yuri had done so badly in competition that he sort of went home to japan and was trying to refine his inspiration looked at one of victor's recent um performances performances yeah and basically learned it and would just like skate it no, over he already over. knew it he already knew it from when he was a kid was it that was, was it the same one i'm pretty sure it was the same one wasn't it or no I no i think know. it's a recent oh one. was it all right maybe i but well, he, he like he, they do it perform live. it for like a year straight right yeah. so yeah, yeah he no, had time true. to study it oh okay and well, then i guess that makes sense yeah he goes back to his childhood uh there's like a an arena in his mostly dying small town where he always gets ice time and he knows the family that owns it and so they're letting him practice, and he's like, hey, I want to show you something. And he skates the whole performance, not knowing that that woman's daughters, who are like triplets, who are like the biggest skating nerds of all time, <laughs> like definitely in skating fandom, let's say, <laughs> um, have videotaped the entire thing on their phone, or on their mom's phone, and then they post it on the internet. And Yuri has just come off of like a huge failure, and like 
every news story about him is like what a lot loser he is <laughs> and then this comes out and they're like oh Yuri is trying to imitate like the amazingness of Victor um but Victor actually sees the video and when you see like his face is really inscrutable in that scene right <laughs> when you first see him watching it He's thinking very hard about this. Because Victor as well, I mean, so much of the show is about inspiration. So at that point, Victor was like, well, I'm kind of at the top of my game. I don't know what I want to do next. Is inspired by this viral video of this, like, kind of shitty skater basically mirroring his entire campaign. Which, again, Yuri's a very good skater when he's not in front of a crowd. Yeah. Um, and Victor's like, oh, I'll be your coach. I, I want to stop skating and instead, like, it's not just, my oh, yeah, I want to be your coach. It <laughs> flies across the world to Japan <laughs> Shows up. Naked in his bath. <laughs> way, like, naked in his onsen. And, like, stands up, like, there are so many butt shots in yeah, this anime. There's a lot of male nudity in this yeah, show. Yeah, no, end of uh, episode one is just, like, Victor's ass. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, here's Victor's ass, by the way, it's magnificent. You know? <laughs> and he really wants to coach Yuri. His junk artfully covered by a fountain. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> his junk is always artfully covered by something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's episode one. Um, it is currently, uh, it's sort of being simul-published in English, rather, a simulcast in English through Crunchyroll. You, you can watch everything for free up until, like, the most recent episode. You need a Crunchyroll account. I gotta warn you that if you don't have a Crunchyroll account, Twitter's gonna spoil it again within, like, an hour and a <laughs> oh, half. Good. Yeah. 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 Japan. A couple of these days, it's like, oh, I have a big deadline on Wednesday. I'll watch it on Thursday. No. Nope. Twitter, yo! Yeah. You have to, like, make time. <laughs> yeah. Well, because every episode is really great. First of all, there's... <laughs> So much figure skating in it. A lot of these sports anime, I mean, anybody who's seen, like, Haikyuu or um, Free... Prince of Tennis. Uh, Prince of Tennis. <laughs> like, a lot of these, they, they, they mess around with the with the actual sport activities because it's hard to animate people, mo like, in motion like that. So they'll do a lot of freeze frames, they'll do a lot of talking, people are contemplating each thing before they do it, like, big wind-up style, they're just talking about the moves <laughs> they're going to do before he swings the bat. But, like... There's a ton of just gratuitous ice skating in Yuri and I, so they're like, okay, here's like four routines in this one episode. And the animation quality goes up and down. Um, you can tell they put a little more time in some of the more important uh, figure skating routines. So the first episode is really beautifully animated. You're not really going to reach that level again. <laughs> just a warning to everybody. I do think they go back and fix it. Like, I think yeah. they're going back and, like, improving it and re-uploading the footage. So, like, yeah. when you, if you haven't watched it yet and you decide to watch it now, you'll be like, it's so great. And then you'll see the most recent episode and you're like, what is this garbage? <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty common in Japan that the, the air, what runs on TV when it actually runs and what actually ends up being on, like, the Blu-ray. And even sometimes, like you said, they re-upload, I think. Yeah, it's all quite different until the the final finished product. When it airs, that's not really the finished product. Right. I will say, Yuri on Ice in one way reminds me of Samurai Jack, and I know that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but the thing is, when they made Samurai Jack, the guy who made it was like, I want to make a show that, like, it runs for half an hour, but, like, 20 minutes of that is just fighting. And mm -hmm. when you watch Yuri on Ice, it's like, it's half an hour, but 20 minutes of that is just skating. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of skating. And before yeah. I watched this, I, like, did not care about figure skating. I was like, yeah, whatever figure skating, you're not hockey. And now I'm like, <laughs> fuck, this shit is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't gotten into how incredibly queer it is, which we'll, we'll step into next. But mm. I, I have a feeling the show was green-lighted after uh, the Japanese figure skater won the gold in the last Winter Olympics. What, what was his name? Oh, the I forget. Kid. But he trains here in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't. I feel so terrible. I should have looked it up before this. But there's a Japanese figure skater who won gold, and that I think that had never happened before. I think Japan generally does not even meddle in male figure skating. Uh, it's usually, you know, Russians and Americans and stuff. Mm. Uh, China. 
Japan yeah. wins a lot of ice skating. So maybe um, Korea wins a lot of ice skating. You can tell I'm a real Olympic follower. Here. <laughs> um, Hashtag sports. Yeah. So uh, and, and figure skating was really like uh, Rebecca and I were raised in the United States, and figure skating was really big in the United States. That's um, my impression. Well, per- yeah, particularly I mean, there was like in the nineties. Yeah, Oksana Bayul was was uh, you and know, she was a Russian, but we still like she actually trained in the United States as well afterwards. I will say, well, all like, of my American friends are like, "Oh my god, the figure skating is the best yeah. part of the Winter Olympics," and everyone in Canada is like, "The what? Right, well, the hockey." We had a lot of these kind of like celebrities, people like Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. um, Michelle Kwan. Mm. Uh, like there was, I feel like late eighties, early nineties. I was reading an article on this. Was kind of the peak of figure skating. In America. Mania. Yeah. And I think that the whole Tanya Harding, um, you know, scandal with Nancy Kerrigan disillusioned a lot of people when she hired her ex-husband's or ex-husband's boy uh, bodyguard or something to hit Nancy in Kerrigan in the knee. So she could well, at the same time, though, it did also bring bring uh, figure skating to the attention of a lot of people. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. And there was a Weird Al song. Was there? Yeah. About that? Yeah. <laughs> Weird Al made a song about it, which is how you know it was a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the 90s worked. Well, we also had a lot of really strong figure skaters. And, you know, since I was born in Canada, I usually follow Canadian figure skating. <laughs> For some reason, I just... It's like they'd have good figure skaters, but they just really had trouble meddling a lot of the time. Like, you had strong skaters, but not strong enough skaters. Yeah. But interestingly, like, our male figure skating was a little bit less popular. I mean, we still had the big names, Brian Boitano and Johnny Weir and some of these, like... I mean, their um, costumes are usually not as dramatic as the female costumes, except in Yuri on Ice, in which they are <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that, like, I feel Yuri on Ice tapped into a lot of people's sort of interest in skating, but from a very different perspective, because male figure skating has never been quite as big. Um, I don't think it was that big in Japan until this kid won. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in Yuri on Ice, basically, other than Victor, one of the best skaters in the world is a Canadian guy. So, like, all our Canadian friends watching this show are like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Canada! This guy is, like, so much better oh, than our actual figure no. skaters. No, when I watch that, I'm like, fuck you, JJ. I hope someone Nancy Kerrigan's you. <laughs> Wait, can I swear on this? Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You hope somebody Nancy Kerrigan's you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he's not, like... I don't, I don't want to say he's a mean guy, but he's definitely got an ego the size of Canada. He's just, like, super annoying. <laughs> but he's doing really well, and they have him, like, wearing red and white underwear, and he's got, like, a maple leaf tattoo, and he kisses the ice and all these other Canadian he's things. He's, like, he's, like, uh... <laughs> That's just, like, what Canada's Canada like, by the way. One of the things I really like about Yuri on Ice, like, not that it is the most enjoyable, but that I find the most interesting, is watching, like, Japanese stereotypes of other countries. Yes. Right? That's so like really fun. Uh, when they introduce the Korean kid, they're like, oh, he's so masculine. And I'm like, he's wearing a parrot costume. And he's like, <laughs> he looks 12. I don't see him as very masculine. He has, he has really he has intense, intense eyebrows. He does have, like, really strong eyebrows. I actually I love his eyebrows. But, like, yeah. things like that. I'm just like, what? Is Japan smoking? So when we got to the Canadian one, I was like, oh, a Canadian. We'll see, like, what Japan thinks of Canadians. But what they have presented is, like, like, the ultimate French-Canadian. Like, he's so Quebecois. He is, <laughs> And I'm just like, is this who you've been meeting? <laughs> Please say no. But, I mean, I think I think part of it, though, is that a lot of the time when you have these manga or anime that are really international, they do kind of fall back on stereotypes. But I feel like, you know, that the creator is really 
trying to go a step beyond that. Like, the fact yes, that... the show's I mean, hell, better. the fact that she's aware that French Canadians exist and are different from yes, other types of Canadians. I was very surprised. You know, the American yeah. guy is Hispanic, you know, like... Yeah, he's Mexican-American, the, the American skater. I thought, yeah, when she... Like, the diversity of the people yeah. that Yuri is competing against is really interesting, mm-hmm. but... It's her, like, which part of that country she decided to focus on that is always just, like, <laughs> astounding to me. Well, it, this is one of the first times where I've seen both an American and a Canadian in a show, and neither of them are blonde, <laughs> which is, like, really <laughs> rare, because usually they're like, oh, it's Americans and Canadians, they're super white. And it's like, no, I mean, we have a lot of white people, but we have a lot of different people. So I was like, oh my god, there's a Mexican-American guy on an, in an anime, this is amazing. I tend to think of most Canadians as, like, brunette. Like, I feel like a lot of Canada is just, like, people in big coats with dark hair being, like... It's hard to tell under <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I totally get why people who are doing things in an anime or manga style, like, latch on to the idea of being able to have someone with hair that's a different color. Yeah. yeah. They're going for that. How about realism, the, but we like, have skin tone that's a really different color. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> like, I know sometimes, we were joking about this earlier, and when you're doing a manga, sometimes it's when you want to have somebody with a darker skin tone, you have to tone all of their skin, and it's actually a big... Oh, it's like quite time-consuming. Yeah. But in an anime, where you have to, like, paint their skin, and anything in color where you got to paint the skin anyway, there's really no excuse no to not have, to. have more. And also, they, they reflected it a little bit in sort of the musical styles. Like, the music in the show is really good, and the Mexican-American kid who was very American, like, he was, his music was, like, kind of hip-hop. There was, like, hip-hop elements into it, stuff. Like, they clearly really tried to capture a little bit of what was good about different countries but I, outside I, yeah. of the norm and, and integrate it. But mm-hmm. I do feel really like they, you know, they tried to actually make each of those characters, you know, as much as most of them didn't get a humongous amount of screen time, they seem like individuals and not representatives yeah. of their country yeah. that much, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they, they all seem like... They're all very distinct. Yeah. There's the weird guy who's in love with his sister. Oh, God. There's the guy who keeps, like, jizzing on the ice. <laughs> um... <laughs> The, like, weirdly aggressive Canadian. <laughs> French Canadian. I think you answered that. Like, I don't want to be French like, all oh, French Canadians are... J-. No, it's just like, oh. he's, like, very French Canadian and he's an asshole. <laughs> well, the part of it is also, like, these are, you know, incredible athletes and also, like, kind of huge attention whores, most of yeah. them. Yeah. So, you know... My impression of, like, Victor... Is like oh my God. he's not really skating because he loves skating. He wanted to do something that would get him like a lot of attention, yeah. and like becoming the best figure skater in the world was one way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, Victor clearly doesn't give a shit about skating, but yeah, he just wanted people to look at him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll just win some more gold medals. So of course everybody's like, fucking Victor. <laughs> like we're all like oh. sweating blood and tears, like like oh god, I'm gonna beat Victor. And he's like, what? Oh, I just did like. A million flips or, or yeah. spins. My and favorite tweet was that one where it was like, JJ is like, Victor, did you stop playing because you were like afraid of competing against me? And Victor's like melting down his five gold medals to make a wedding ring for Yuri. And he's like, who are you? Like, <laughs> does not care. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember if he said that, but that was a really funny tweet. It was like, so if I can find it to link it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of them in a, in a, in a nutshell. So we're going to move forward into the queer elements of the show, which again, complicated and interesting. They, they, clearly went a step forward. The the director, or uh, she's the director on the show. She might be co-director. There might be two directors. What's her name? Sakamoto? That sounds right. I can't think of her name. The, the lady who, she directed a bunch of stuff, including um, the woman who's Fujiko Mine, mm. or, or the woman is, man, I should have looked this stuff up on my phone before we started talking about <laughs> it. But, um, she's kind of known for doing these really interesting anime with really interesting female characters and really interesting sexuality. And she generally does stuff with female main characters anyway. So this was a little bit of a departure for her. The way the queer elements are integrated, because everybody's like, oh, it's going to be kind of a Fujo sports series. Which it is, 
um, but not in the traditional kind of like queer baiting way. Uh, it's actually kind of delving into it more realistically in that clearly Yuri is in love with Victor and he hasn't really put two and two together yet. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he worships him, but there's clearly like a sexual element there that he hasn't really addressed. And also the fact that he, when he, when he's right up close to, with his idol, he starts seeing him a little bit differently because all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have Victor's eyes on me. What are, what am I going to do? And seeing Victor as like an actual person rather yeah. than just like a goal. Right. And Victor is incredibly sexually aggressive to, like, everyone, but especially to Yuri. He's, like, all over Yuri all the time. I think, is it the first time? No, it must be the second episode. He's like, let's sleep together so I can watch your dreaming face and, like, understand you better as a skater. And you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? And one of the first things that Yuri, or rather, one of the first things that Victor asks Yuri when they meet is, like, tell me about your ex-lovers. You know, like, as, yeah. like, a casual thing. He's like, wow, I really don't want to talk about this with you, because clearly Yuri has, like, never been touched. And, um... <laughs> Yuri as pure as the driven snow. <laughs> yeah, and when the the subtitles of this first came out, they they subtitled it as girlfriend. When he said koibito, which is like the general uh, the gender general neutral for lover. For lover. Um, and I think actually in the Funimation dub they corrected that. They changed it to lover. I'm like, this seems like kind of a, a. Why would you say that? Like, that's not an assumption mm. you can make in this show, and that's pretty clear from the beginning. Yeah. Like there's the, a couple translation issues. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, overall, I think they're doing a really good job, especially for a, a simulcast. Mm. Yeah. So he's just like, oh yeah, sleep in my bed, you're realistic those things, like, I want to learn all about you, like, I'm going to put my hands all over you, whatever. Show me but, your eros, show me your, like, sexuality. Yeah. But Yuri has always been, he finds, like, he's clearly kind of an introverted nerd. They go into this a little bit, but, um... He doesn't have, like, a lot of social experience yeah. in general. Yeah, and, and he kind of was like, he was a fat kid who would do go to the girls' ballet class and spent, like, more time in the ballet studio than he spent at home and would get the ice skating rink to himself so he could just practice, practice, practice. So he's clearly kind of, like, a nerd who, like, you know, puts all of himself in sort of these hobbies but has trouble interacting a little bit with people. Mm -hmm. But he's surrounded by all these amazing women who kind of, like... They're all very powerful. Him. Yeah, like, all... Like, except for the figure skating, because they're male figure skaters, right? Mm. Like... Almost every other character is female, and they're all, like, awesome. Like, his mom, and they're very different, too. Yeah. Like, his mom is really supportive and loving. His sister is supportive and kind of, like, tough and badass. His ballet teacher is this, like... Alcoholic. <laughs> this alcoholic, like, hey, Yuri, if you get into the Olympic Village, let me in so I can fuck all those male figure skaters kind of person. <laughs> um, and She's got real goals. Mm. Real goals. And then the, the girl who runs the, the ice skating rink, um, who's, like, his childhood friend, and it was implied kind of his first love. Who got married and had triplets, and her little triplet girls that are like, Yuri, we're gonna make you famous on YouTube! And, <laughs> um, and she's, like, really supportive and, and, and kind of taught him how to skate. So he, and he, he really respects these women, and they treat him well, and it's implied a little bit through kind of, like, his ex, you know, his ex-first love's husband, that the boys were giving him trouble growing up. Because yeah. he's, like, a fat, shy kid hanging out with all these girls. And then, so once this whole thing with Victor comes up, and he had lost his inspiration, you know, he'd done so poorly in competition that this was like a new life for him. And he's like, I need to regain my, what made me want to be a skater in the first place. And it was always Victor was kind of what Victor drove is him. always his motivation. Yeah. And his like driving force. Well, plus that he did say at some point that it was like the girls, I think I might've been a ballet teacher that was like, you should do figure skating. Like the, the women too. So he includes the women in this and he's like, okay, I'm going to work with Victor. Victor is going to give me these routines. And then when I'm struggling with Victor, because Victor's a terrible coach, because he's just like an attention, you know, all he wants is attention, 
and like wants everything to be free and easy and kind of like <laughs> let's just hang out and it's like I mean he, he knew how to like you know regimen yourself so that you can be a good skater because he's like you know yeah Olympic level <laughs> skater but so like basically Yuri took this as an example of like okay I want to impress Victor and that was like his new inspiration and then Victor was like oh I think you could be like sexier on the ice what is it what can you do to show me how sexy that you can be yes and he goes to the ballet studio and is like teach me how to be like a seductive woman and yeah. he's like doing all of these like hip swaying and like <laughs> like quite feminine dance yeah. movements with his ballet teacher friend and she's just like this seemed really weird at first but I kind of get it like he's really embodying a sexy woman <laughs> Well, yeah, because Victor was, like, I don't remember if Victor had told him this, but he was, like, do sort of the playboy in town who's chasing after this beautiful, like, the most beautiful woman in town, and then he tosses her aside, you know, because that's just, he's the little Lothario and whatever. But Victor has a performance from, it's several years ago, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in which he's quite agendered or kind of androgynous. androgynous. Yeah, so he's, like, feminine but also masculine. And when Yuri pulls out that costume and remembers that, he's like, this is what I need. I need to be both the woman and the playboy. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of embody both halves. But it does seem more natural for him to be the woman who is being mm -hmm. seduced, but also doing the seducing. And it's quite, it's really interesting watching that progress on the ice. Like when he goes from like, this is kind of awkward to when he's like, dramatically licking his lips in Victor's direction. <laughs> yeah, like, it kind of... It, the, the way that the sexuality is addressed in this show is not only is it kind of, like, really about gender, it's not just about sexuality and how he's like, I can be femme-presenting, I can actually feel a lot more comfortable, maybe because fucking all these women raised me and I love them. Yeah. <laughs> They're, like, awesome. But also just, it, because he's such an aggressively practicing nerd, that he's like, oh, I'm gonna be sexy. This is my new, like thing that I'm going to attack with the fervor of, like, yeah. <laughs> like, all of my attention and all of my free time. And then, yeah, it goes from basically being this shy, awkward kid to, like, I'm going to seduce Victor on the ice. And it really works. And then he's like, wait a minute, maybe I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of wonderful because, like, when you start out and he keeps asking him things about, like, his past lovers or crushes or girlfriends or whatever, mm -hmm. and Yuri's like, I've never kissed anyone, I've never done anything, I've never mm -hmm. dated anyone. Um, and when I look at it, like, when you watch it, it's almost like maybe that happened because he didn't realize he was gay, but he wasn't interested romantically in all of the women around him. He's surrounded by women. Yeah. And they're so powerful and interesting and complex, and he's not interested. But when he meets Victor, like, that's when his sexuality awakens, and mm. I feel like slowly he's like, shit, I might be gay. But it's not like, shit, I might be gay. It's more like, oh, it was you all along. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, the... the the implication that that girl was his first... I mean, he could have easily been bisexual. Like, yeah. a lot of these shows, people are like, oh, it's so gay. And that's just like... Well, yeah, really, it's like queer. Like, it, it doesn't yeah. mean that they're not interested in women. And, and Victor is very clearly like, you don't know who the hell Victor slept with. Probably a lot <laughs> of people. Victor has slept with everyone. Yeah, you, you get to that level of fame and it's like... Yeah. Well, you're probably also, not. You know, he's in it for the attention, so yeah. it's like... Yeah. What's better than everyone wanting to bone you? <laughs> yeah. For Victor, anyway. Yeah. But it, it, and this kind of Victor-focused sexuality and kind of the, the gender elements that are in there and him being kind of like, well, I'm, I, am I sexually, you know, trying to unearth the sexual interest in himself and actually finding it definitely does imply that at the very least he's attracted to Victor and probably, you know, men, <laughs> yeah. if not more than that. And, you know, oh, sorry. And, okay. uh, and, you know, one of the things I really, really like about this is because, you know, anyone who's read Yaoi or Shoujo or anything has seen this, this this archetype of, like, the sort of 
aggressive, uh, you know, and not, not that Victor's, like, really, really necessarily overtly aggressive all the time, but, I mean, someone who's very in control of their sexuality, kind of, like, you know, like, getting in a relationship with someone very, very inexperienced, and there's a pattern to how it usually works. And honestly, I'm not really into that pattern, because I think a lot of times the power imbalance is kind of off. Yeah, they sort of and, drag the sexuality out of them. And, and yeah, and in this particular case, I was worried in the beginning, because I was like, you know, I, I wasn't really sure if they were going to get together or not, because when I, at least uh, in terms of the advertising, it wasn't really clear if this was going to be an actual boy's love, or if it was going to be something that was just kind of, you know, homoerotic, but it's all about the Sports, nobody really, as far as I know, nobody really knew if it was going to be a romance or not, which honestly, that in and of itself was really interesting. The mm -hmm. idea that you're going to get something that isn't from the first moment advertised as this is BL that ends up actually being a romance, but also just the fact that you're not getting that pattern of the aggressor kind of like, you know, pinning the smaller, weaker, you know, shyer, less experienced person against the wall and like dragging their first kiss out of them. But the idea that Yuri, this is about Yuri growing up and growing into his sexuality mm -hmm. and how it's about him owning it. And it, yeah. that's so great. And like when I first saw it, and I was rare. like, yeah, oh, I know, I know. But when I first saw it, I was like, you know, I don't really want them to get together. Victor would be a terrible boyfriend, but, and he would have been a terrible boyfriend in that first pattern but when it's when it's so clear that yuri is the one who wants victor too yeah. and like, like victor is also evolving right yeah like, victor goes from like this will just be a fun thing that i do to being like yes all i want to do is like lift yuri up and yeah make yuri happy and successful and it's like wonderful seeing them both change so mm -hmm. much yeah and you have to remember that like we've only had what eight episodes or nine episodes so far eight i think um yeah. it's been like a year in the series or something mm -hmm. like in time like months yeah. are passing mm -hmm. yeah so it's not like it's just happening overnight which i think is really good like they're like this is a slow thing that is building as they are like living together and working together every single day yeah mm -hmm. yeah i do think that owning your sexuality is something that a lot of media just kind of like steamrolls and manga is certainly guilty of this a lot of the time where it's like somebody will have a physical reaction to something sexy and they're like oh that means you're in love or mm -hmm. <laughs> or they're just like you said somebody's getting basically getting bullied into a relationship very common um you know somebody wearing down your defenses all kinds of unhealthy toxic kind of relationship dynamics it's very rare to see somebody who's like what is it that i want and, and especially in the case of jury with what is it that he wants is very complicated mm -hmm. and it takes him a long time to kind of be how am i going to do this what makes me comfortable what's my role and when he goes to decide to, like, skate more feminine, he does it behind your Victor's back. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, goes in the middle of the night to his ballet teacher, and he's like, teach me lady moves. I think I need to be, you know, more femme. And this, I think, will make me a better performer. I think this will be more successful against Victor. I think and he, he, he does literally just say he feels more comfortable that way. He really yeah. does. You know? And it's so obvious, you know, because part of the whole thing is that, you know, he, he was having trouble with the artistry of it. And, you know, he was given this kind of you know, sexy routine to perform on purpose by Victor to pull him out of his comfort zone. But it it did pull him out of his comfort zone in a really, really basic, like, you know, core of his being kind of way, mm -hmm. you know? And there are, also, there are little, a lot of little touches to the show that, um, I'm not sure if they're going to come out in the dub, they might, but in Japanese there's, like, elements of Yuri speaking a little bit more feminine. Like, mm. I, think, I think there's a point where when he was saying, like, oh, when he's skating this routine, he's like, I want all... Look at how beautiful I am. I also do with Victor. I think he might have been using a feminine speech pattern at that point. 
there's definitely a lilt to his voice where he's like, oh, everyone's going to want to see the new me. He just sounds kind of like, in his head, he sounds really femme when, he, when he's skating. <laughs> That's kind of wonderful. Yeah, yeah. that, that it, it's, it's really interesting. Some of the linguistic issues of Yuri on ice are also very interesting. I heard that, I think Victor and Yuri are communicating in English. Yeah, that's so what I heard. Yeah, so there are elements of Yuri is saying something to other Japanese people that <laughs> Victor doesn't understand, and vice versa. Like, maybe Victor and Yurio are, are speaking in Russian, and uh, Victor doesn't hear it. It's not super clear. Um, because all the dialogue is actually in generally Japanese. in Japanese. Yeah. Um, I know in the, the dub they, they started using accents, like the both Victor and Yurio, Yurio speak with Russian accents. And I, I don't know if they're going to do that with everybody. But, because, again, I think some of the stuff's going to come out later, but I guess <laughs> there's only eight episodes, as Emily said. <laughs> Rather, there's only been eight episodes, the way Moonklutz has said. We don't really know how everything's going to end, but it is much more romantic than I think anybody was expecting. I think it goddamn better end with a marriage proposal <laughs> and a wedding, because we've had sort of the proposal. Yeah, there's already I'm basically like, a proposal. When's the wedding? Because it said, like, the next episode, they're at a church or whatever, and I'm like, is it is it already <laughs> happening? Because every week I think, like, it can't level up, and then it levels up, and it's more <laughs> romantic and, like, more queer, and I'm just like, every week it's more beautiful. Yeah. The, uh... Whenever I'm stressed out, I watch the uh, the routines over and over again. I really like the music on this show. The opening theme. I think everyone yeah. is listening to that opening theme, like, on loop. Oh, yeah. Man. No, it's great. You can buy it on iTunes, and the, the skating animation to it is beautiful. I find that the long... I think it's the long program that Yuri skates. The um, the one that's on to Yuri on Ice is the name of the song. I think that's my favorite, because there's a there's section in the middle where it just gets really quiet, and the animation gets really beautiful, and he's, he's not doing any jumps. He's just kind of like skating relaxed you know like and all the eyes are on him and the entire crowd is like totally silent and it's just like so calming for a show that's really <laughs> frantic because it is really frantic in a lot of ways there's a lot of screaming there's a lot of you know more comedy than you would kind of expect everybody turning super deformed pretty frequently <laughs> that there's just like this one moment of just like Yuri on the ice and he's like uh you know like <laughs> he's really good at those I think the step sequence he's good oh, at right yeah they had a couple in pure manga style he has some strength, and the one they focus on the most is he has a lot of stamina. Mm -hmm. So even though he's not as good a skater as some of these other guys, he can... Um, he can put all his jumps in the second half of his program, which I'm led to understand they're worth more because mm -hmm. it's so much harder to do them at that when point because you're so yeah. tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> he can do that and kind of make up for some of these other elements that he's not good at. I mean, he really had trouble landing jumps in... Uh, competition period there were yeah. like a lot of it. and it, once he starts working with Victor he gets a lot better at that but because he's found other ways to kind of distract himself they go yeah. into that a little bit too. yeah more than anything it's, it's like a psychological thing and yeah. I mean that makes total sense when you've got like you know this massive competition you've been working for for years and years and years and all of a sudden you're you know it's like you better land on one skate backwards after yeah. spinning around four times and you know yeah. of course you fall on your ass sometimes of and, course uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know just dealing with like well, performance anxiety, kind of. And being able to, like, get back up again and keep mm -hmm. skating because you still have the rest of the routine to do, which, mm -hmm. like, if I fell down and be like, no, this is the worst, let me start over. It's like, yeah. you can't. And people do make get really good scores even though they, like, miss a jump and fall, as long as they, like, spin back up, you know? There's a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of that animation of someone, like, like their foot goes out from under them, their ass hits the ice, and then they spin back around and they're back on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah, I really like that they use... The same animation, but there are certain elements where this is the one where they fall in this, <laughs> yeah. in this part. Because you'll see the same routine over and over, which is 
actually true. In, in competition, you do the same routine yeah. in a lot of competitions. I do think, I agree with you, that I think they, they improved the animation a little bit. Second time you'll see it, you're like, this looks a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, hey, they animated a fall last time when he landed. And it's like, this is when he actually lands that that yeah. toe loop <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It really yeah. is. I also say, like, it spreads like the plague. So, like... I forget, I think I was just seeing a lot of it on Tumblr or something, or maybe somebody told me to watch it, but I can't remember who, and if, if that happened, I'm sorry. But, like, I was watching it, and I was like, holy shit, this is the greatest. And I'm in, like, a group chat with a bunch of, like, what let's call Slash Report regulars. Mm. And they were all like, yeah, whatever. And then one of them watched it, and she was like, shit, this is really good. And she got another one to watch it who fell hard, and I woke up <laughs> to, like, 50 Yuri on Ice fan art links. Mm. <laughs> nice. Um, and then... Uh, a fourth one was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll watch it soon. And then she was like, let me into the goddamn group chat immediately. (laughs) And now the other two, the last two holdouts are like, one of them is like, no, never, because it's going to end in cancer and tears. And we're like, I don't think it will. And the other (laughs) one is like, I'll let you try in like a month or two. We're like, it's going to happen. We're going to ruin all of you. It's so good. Well, Mm. and not just within fandom circles, like, everybody's watching this. So there are a couple key groups that are very interesting. One is professional figure skaters around the world are basically live-tweeting it. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Because there, uh, there are parts of the show that are based off of real figure skaters, especially the outfits. They outfits. said that... I think that especially the, the casual outfits, like the, the competition outfits that, you know, they clearly had to go into some design, real design stuff. But, like, the stuff that they do their practice in, people are like, oh, shit, that's me! And they'll retweet a picture of them. Like, they'll tweet out a picture of them prepping for a competition or something, wearing the exact same outfit as the skater in the background or whatever. So, and I, a lot of them are caught up, which means they have Crunchyroll accounts, yeah. which is, like, amazing. Um, and the second thing being, they were showing uh, results, I think within Crunchyroll English, um, the streaming numbers of who was watching it. And there was a week, there's a new Dragon Ball running right now, Dragon Ball Super or something. Really? And they, yeah, I know, there's a new right. Dragon Ball series. But they said there was one week where Yuri and Ice actually had more viewers than the new Dragon Ball and it's consistently been really high. Like, it's a, like, legit mainstream hit, which is really rare. Well, they also <laughs> said um, there was, like, a bunch of stuff that they say in Yuri on Ice that is, like, rising up in the Google searches across North America. Like, oh, people really? are like, shit, what does this mean? How does this work in figure skating? And they were oh, like, wow. literally, if they mention it in Yuri on Ice and they haven't before, people are like, how does that work? Please explain it to me. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, like, this is more than just the usual fangirls or, you know, Fujo sports watchers or whatever. Um, and it, all those, that big audience, they're actually giving them something complex, which, yeah. is, mm-hmm. which is great. It's not the same baiting or, you know, cheap fan service or whatever. This is about owning your sexuality and rethinking gender. And it's like, very emotional. Uh, like, watching it is, like, both draining and uplifting at the same time. Yeah. The, the director's name is Sayo Yamamoto. I've been actually reading a lot of articles about her because she's a super interesting woman oh, and yeah, has done, yeah. she's worked on a lot of stuff. She does a lot of ending theme, like really cool trippy music video-y stuff, mm-hmm. but it also gets like a really interesting show every two years to do and this was the one. Yeah, like I, we, need, we need to look up some of her older stuff because <laughs> she's really great. Yeah, she's done, um, she did the Live in the Third with the woman called Fujiko Mine, which I mentioned, but also the, the series Michiko Tohachin, which a lot of people were pushing as kind mm. of an interesting feminist uh, series about women of color. I think they were in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it sounded like a really awesome show. It was kind of making the rounds on Tumblr a couple of years ago and nobody watched it because it was like artsy and cool. So of course nobody watched it. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's not one of these really easy sell things. And I, I have heard people say, and I agree that it's a little bit depressing, she has to write about men for more people to kind of watch yeah. her series. But that said, I think she's done it to great effect in this case. <laughs> she's kind of like, <laughs> okay, here are these men, but I'm going to like, it's not just going to be something simple where it's like, look, cute guys. I'm going to actually educate you people <laughs> yeah. through these, you know, through this, this, yeah. uh, and you know, system. none of us are really experts on figure skating, but I think we've all read a little bit about how gender and sexuality in male figure skating yeah. and the kind of like, mm. it can't be gay. It can't be too femme. It's gotta be, you know, we have to somehow masculinize this sport. That's, you know, even if it's going to attract men who are actually gay, you mm-hmm. better like be in the closet. You better hide it. You better like. It's really weird, right? Because you would think like when you look at the face of figure skating, you're like, mm-hmm. this is the perfect place for you to be like out with your sexuality and you can express your femininity or your queerness. And they're like, no, we're super homophobic and weird about this. And you're yeah, like, I mean, what's your problem? Sports. It's sports. <laughs> sports is always part of you know has this problem almost all the time. I mean, yeah. probably less so in figure skating than in football, I would hope. But, you know what I mean? Like, same kind of thing. And also just, like, you know, they always do the whole, oh, but it's for the children, you know, because the idea of presenting a, you know, a gender or a sexuality that's, like, slightly outside the norm in a totally G-rated way is somehow yeah. not for the children. Which yeah. is something that we're, you know, society is sort of pushing back on. Because it's like, if but you normalize like, this for your children, your children who, you know, are gay or queer or... Mm-hmm. Or hell, just want to, like, wear pink in their boys, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> not conform to these gender norms can, you know, then be healthier and happier later in their lives because of, like, oh, it's normal, I'm not broken. Mm, but you can't explain that to, to a lot of people, so. But don't you know all these little boys are going to say, I want to be a girl and make me a transgender? <laughs> they think oh that, like, God. seeing a man wearing pink. First of all, being transgender is, like, a lot of work and, like, real dedication. You're not going to do it casually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, this is not something people are like, hmm, I'm going through a phase and I think I want to be trans. No, being trans not, is no, like it's the hardest <laughs> friggin' thing and no one's going to do it unless it's like really, yeah, really no, important. It's not a performance oh, issue. God. It's a, it's a, like, this is who I am. This is who I've always been. You know, like when you talk about people cross-dressing, that's like a different thing, you know? Some people like to cross-dress on the weekend, and it doesn't mean that they're trans. It doesn't it, mean that Even they're... that, though, like, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Let them do it. It's not a big deal. Like, it's, you know? not, it's not claiming anything other than I'm a boy who's wearing a dress. I mean, women wear pants all the fucking time now. You don't think that's weird? Nobody thinks that Scotsman in kilts is wrong. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like, somebody in, like, a nice dress with, like, a nice mustache, male or female, sometimes looks really awesome. Really good. So, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, it's, it's just fashion. fashion. All you, you do you, and you probably look fabulous. That's the, yeah, the they're so terrified. That and society is dumb, and yeah. you know. <laughs> this is going to turn their kids. <laughs> yeah, that's, sorry, Leanne and I as Americans have been having a lot of the society mm. is dumb conversations since we've been in Canada, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, it very Canada frustrating. Again. And yeah. Rebecca's right that this, you couldn't be any more G-rated than a guy wearing sparkles to do like a athletic performance in the Olympics, and yet somehow, I was reading a lot about Johnny Weir, and oh, he was yeah. really punished for being We were all reading gay. a lot about Johnny Weir. Who is going to start watching this soon? Yeah, I heard that. He tweeted that the other <laughs> He's day. He's ready. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going in. Yeah. We're like, yes, Johnny. And like a lot of them, even if they are gay, they, they don't come out of the closet until after they're done performing, because they don't want it to hurt them, and, and just, it's like, what, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in every sport, right? Sucks. It's always funny when they're like, of course there's no gay people in this. And it's like, thousands and thousands of people have done this. And you're telling me you think zero of them were gay? Because I have news for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Well, like, it's just this, this idea that, well, like, you know, gay people have to fit into this very particular mold, and that you can't, like, the idea that you would have the skill set to be, like, really good at football, and then also be gay is, like, blowing their minds that, you know, gay people aren't just all hairdressers or something, you know? Like, is, it yeah. that, is it that they don't think the gay people are there, or they're just, like, if you're gay, you have to stay in the closet, though? That they're like, as long as they obey us. That's on the yeah. inside, but I'm talking about like the fans who are just oh, like, yeah. you know. They can't imagine, well, they just assume everyone is straight until proven otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, actually, no. Yeah. Actually, that happened at work where like a bunch of people were like, well, there's not that many gay people here. And I was like, how would you know? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, because yeah. I'm just going to tell you, my entire department at my old job was lesbians. Yeah. My entire department. And if you didn't know, you didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I keep thinking about, oh, my kid's going to say this and be a transgender. It's like, no, you really don't understand how that works. <laughs> and also, wearing a dress does not make you, quote, a transgender. <laughs> I keep using that term, a transgender. Not because that's the term, but just because that's what people say. Yeah. Um, oh, and the God. idea, like, oh, people could just pick their gender now. It's like, oh, my gosh. All right. Yeah. Like, first of all, yes. <laughs> yeah, first of all, like, yeah, but who like who fucking cares? But second of all, like, oh my god, do you not understand how society works and how we're just trying to make things a little bit easier for people who don't fit in a goddamn yeah. box for small percentage of the say, population that wants to not be oppressed, please. <laughs> one of my favorite things is every time that like something gets legalized in the US and you see all these Americans being like, I'm moving to Canada <gasps> because of gay marriage and like the transgenders, and I'm like, one. Gay marriage has been legal here for a real long time, and we're all <laughs> fine with it. Then two, we're so okay with transgender, like, being a thing that, like, you can have government ID that mm. says that. And also, if you're in the military and you're like, you know what, I really want gender reassignment surgery, they pay for everything. <laughs> They're like, you know what, we're going to support you 100% and we'll cover it. Our military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're signing up to die for your country, you'd think they'd be like, all right, we'll take you. What do you need? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, wasn't um, being able to choose your gender on your ID in Canada, wasn't that recent? That was recent. Yeah, Trudeau. Yeah. Remember, then they were like, oh. <laughs> anyway, so then we went on that long rant about gender and sexuality and how the United <laughs> States is kind of dumb. Well, also, don't you get tired of the same fashion, the same, like, yeah. like it just, it makes like, a more interesting narrative if it's something you're not used to. Men's fashion is incredibly boring because yeah. everything interesting is quote-unquote gay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like being able to blur the lines between gender is good for everyone if we just go with it, you know? Because gender is such a, such a box that traps people where they are. And, you know, women, I think, have been fighting against it the hardest because the box that women get shoved into is worse. Like, I mean, not necessarily, like, okay, the the box that men get, yeah, it has no power. The box that men get shoved into Gives you a lot of power if you play along. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why people buy into it so bad. But then, and then, but then you get people where, you know, if you, if you want to go against that, you're giving up a lot of power. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. There's sure. actually, a, well, we shouldn't, we should get back on track. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, think I can give you all sorts of recommendations, but let's get back to your Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying not to spoil the, that much of the, the, Eight episodes that have happened. Oh, no, we, there are a we couple... just spoiled it entirely. We no, should... we didn't. We didn't really. No, no. there are some. There are some key elements in Uranus that we have not spoiled yet. Um, some of these thematic. First of all, it's not over. So depending <laughs> on when you're yet. listening to this, <laughs> um, we have not told you some of the best parts of Uranus yet. Uh, particular events that happened that made everybody cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and it's also very difficult to not be spoiled at all in this show because everybody's talking about it. But 
we definitely do recommend not just like if you're going to watch it, you should watch it now because following along with it pretty much live while it's happening, you know, within like a day or it two. It adds so much extra fun to it. It does. The commentary on social media is so interesting. People keep retweeting all these links to learn more about figure skating. They're sharing all of these amazing figure skating routines mm-hmm. that were like from Olympics past or, or, or competitions past, especially, especially male figure skaters, which again was never quite as big as female skaters, even in the United States, which, you know, the Americans like figure skating. You get to see all these performances. You're like, wow, this is really awesome. And, and these guys are really skilled and it's super interesting. And I have all this newfound <laughs> interest in, in these athletes. Um, and then, of course, there's plenty of fi- female figure skating that's come up. It's getting a resurgence in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, how could you look up figure skating and not look up all the fucking awesome women? Who is who that are- <laughs> Russian figure skater who is watching this show and cosplaying it? Oh, I know. There's an otaku. Uh, she Didn't she do a Sailor Moon routine She did point? do, like, an amazing Sailor Moon routine. And the routine, like, she transformed from Usagi in her school uniform mid-ice during the performance into Sailor Moon to, like, the right music. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? Wait, I need to find this. We'll, we'll find the link and we'll share it. It's so good. And it's so good that she got to meet Naoko afterwards. Wow. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Like, I think Naoko brought her flowers. Um, so this girl is obsessively watching Yuri on Ice and, like, tweeting about it, which is amazing. But she's also, like, cosplaying as it, and then she'll tweet things like, my mom doesn't understand why I'm doing this, but I'm really happy! (laughs) You're just like, yes, join us, join us! I think it's Evgenia Medvedeva? That looks right. Yeah, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that 100% wrong. Yeah, no, (laughs) well, I'm not surprised now Kotekauchi liked that, because if you ever read... Her manga, she did something called The Cherry Project, which yes. was an manga um, shortly, I think it was shortly after Sailor Moon? Before, before. Before. About figure skating that was Actually, awesome. Actually, <laughs> the beginning of Yuri on Ice is sort of like an inversion of The Cherry Project, right? Did you ever read The Cherry Project? Yeah, she was, uh... So her strength was she could, like, perfectly imitate any other skating. So, like, if she saw someone oh, do boy. something, she could perfectly imitate it. But she didn't have, like, her own style or her own performance. And this is, like, the B-plot, essentially. But she had to, like, relearn how to figure skate. She was very talented mm, and very good. Yeah, but okay. she couldn't compete because they were like, well, there's no soul in it. Yeah. Um, and was this when she was doing pair figure skating alone? And she was imagining him? Okay. So yeah. I had a, quite a few ice skating <laughs> over my... And she winds up, like, with her idol, essentially, as her yeah. pair skating. Which, by the way, when will Victor and Yuri pair skate? I know. <laughs> Um, but like in Yuri on Ice, he has all the soul and everything, but he lacks the skill technically. And, you know, he has to develop the skill with his mentor and his idol. So yeah, I I like to think of them as parallels in like opposite directions. It's kind of wonderful. Yeah, no, you're right. Boy, it's been a long time since I read that manga. I think I read it in Japanese when I was like 15. (laughs) I think I had like... Either scanlations or like the raw and the text file. Yeah, oh, man. back in used to that's back how in used the to day, read Japanese mm. quote unquote. We yeah. didn't have like good graphic software available to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was kind of better that forced you to buy the Japanese book, but uh, we don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yes, highly recommended. Um, I'm gonna have Mooncuts slash MK tell us a little bit about the fandom, uh, the fanfic side, because we okay, so we've all seen the fan art. Um, if you're on social media at all, you will see it everywhere. People are doing not only amazing kind of um, athletic fan art, like pinups of like ice skating routines, 
They're also exploring sexuality of men in sequins, which I personally enjoy. <laughs> there are a lot of there's a lot about the fashion of what they're wearing. There's a lot about you know pair skating. Oh stuff. yeah, Leanne got so excited. There was this one really beautiful piece of fan art of that like that outfit with the sheer back and like <laughs> and, and sequins. Yeah, sequins and and so she was like, I think this is my new sexuality. <laughs> It's certainly different, and people are using it to good effect. Um, good. I've not seen you. There's never been this many sparkly men in my feed where I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. It's good. <laughs> because people are being, it, again, it's an exploration of something new. And, and it's, it, I mean, it's so fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like figure skating is fresh, but people exploring their sexuality if they're attracted to men through sparkles. Like, this is great. How people do this kind of thing? Or even their, you know, their individuality through sparkles. You don't have to just be attracted to these men. You can just be like, oh, I want this guy wearing, you know, some kind of glittery dress. They're quite sparkly and glittery, and it's, like, actually mm-hmm. really fun just watching. Like, even if I'm like, that costume is hideous, I'm like, but it's so sparkly. Yeah. A few of them are hideous. Oh, man, there are definitely some, some, some uh... The Korean guy's one, I think, was the worst. The, the Korean guy was like a pretty parrot. bad. Oh, God, yeah, the parrot outfit. It's, like, <laughs> like rainbow feathers all the way down, and yeah. it's, like, yeah. That was not okay. See, that part with the commentary of, like, he's just so masculine. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> no. He's a parrot. I'm telling you, it's just because of the eyebrows. He does have manly eyebrows. Something about those really <laughs> no, I really, eyebrows. I really like his character design. Oh, I think yeah. it's great. His character design is amazing. I love that he's like, mm-mm, no emotions. Oh, man. And I do think it's a shame that one of Yuri's key outfits, the one that's, like, half femme with, like, half a skirt on it, I really hate that outfit. I mean, it, it's grown on me a little bit just because I had to get used to him wearing it all the damn time. But it's, like, not <laughs> the best outfit. No, it's not. It's not good. I mean, like, have Yuri of the, the... Oh, we didn't even mention this. So there's another Yuri. Okay, so there's Yuri, the Japanese Yuri, and there's Yuri, the... Um, Russian Yuri. probably pronounce it with a rolling R, too, now that I think about it. I don't, I don't know, know Russian, unfortunately. But, uh... We call him Yurio, because, like, somebody at one point said, there's it's two Yuris sister. in the show, it's really, yeah, it's Yuri, uh, Japanese Yuri's sister, it's like, I'm calling you Yurio, because it's gonna get confusing if you both the same name. And it stays, and he's like, mm. what? No! Don't call me Yurio. He's like a, a little up-and-coming skater. So a 15-year-old ball of fury. Yeah, he skates for hatred. <laughs> and he refers to himself as, like, the Russian ice tiger. Oh, oh he's obsessed with, like, big cats, and he thinks that, like, a, a shirt with a screaming tiger is like the best thing ever. And I kind of love his fashion. Oh, like I want amazing. him to just like he should design everybody's costumes. I think he's hilarious. It would amazing. just be like tiger costumes. Yeah. yeah. But have you seen his phone case? His phone case is like a beehive pattern with like a tiger on top. And I'm like, where can <laughs> oh. I get this phone case? <laughs> Tigers. Yeah. Well, he skates to. I like how all of them have a different <laughs> motivation to why they skate, and some of these motivations are really <laughs> strange. The Korean guy skates out of, like, anal retentive hatred. Like, the Italian guy skates for incest. <laughs> like, there's a really uncomfortable, like, male and female yes. figure skaters from um, Italy. And she's like, dude, you gotta back off. And he's like, you can't date. I'll be the only man in your life. And she's like, just go skate and, like, stop thinking about this man. <laughs> like, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. Um, but, like, Yurio's pure motivation is, fuck you. Well, I, I think... I feel like Yurio is trying to punish his soft human body. Because <laughs> like he's always, he's never good enough for himself. He's 15 fucking years old. And he's like, why can't I skate as well as, you know, somebody twice his age. And it's like, well, you don't have the same muscle mass because you're a child. He's so skinny when you watch. Yeah. Like, he's uncomfortably skinny. But that makes sense because he's 15. Yeah. And and I actually find his routines really stressful. And in the same way that, like, Yuri on Ice, the, the, the routine is really calming to me. Yeah. The, the Yurio ones, because he's, like, angry at himself. He's landing these perfect 
uh, like loops and getting angry when he hits the ice. He's like, not good enough. Or like, why can't I do this? Or why can't I think of the people who inspired me? Why am I so focused on this? And it's really uh, funny because his routine is supposed to be about agape, like the yeah. pure, like romantic love. No, it's the, um, like the unconditional, the love. unconditional love. Romantic, but like, yeah. yeah, like the love of his grandfather, essentially. Yeah. And instead he's just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, th- there <laughs> was internal, internal screaming fuck, for like five fuck, straight fuck, minutes. Fuck. Yeah. There was one moment where he was, you know, it was this really great routine he was doing that he was supposed to be thinking about his grandfather and he kind of couldn't and he found, again, that was a failing in himself. He couldn't think of his love for his grandfather Mm -hmm. enough while skating. But he was doing this really beautiful combination of spins at the end and they showed his internal narrative and they showed like his horrified face and he's like, I just want these spins to end. And like, Mm -hmm. that really stressed me out where I'm like, somebody like, let this kid be a kid, but he won't. Like, he does this Mm -hmm. to himself. And there's a video. <laughs> the thing where he goes down on the ice and does the spins and he sort of covers his face and when yeah. nobody can see his face, that's when he looks horrified every yeah. time. And you're just like, you're so unhappy. Yeah. And Victor's been a really, because he really wanted Victor to be his mentor. And Victor is kind of his mentor, especially since they're both Russian and they have the same coach. So um, they did say, oh, now that Victor is thinking about retiring or, or whatever, taking a season off, he'll probably end up coaching Yurio and he made a promise to Yurio about like well if you can land this I'll, I'll choreograph a routine for you and then immediately forgot because Victor is like a flaky playboy um <laughs> oh, he's so flaky he's that's so why at the flaky. beginning I was yeah. like you know Yuri's in kind of a, a like like a, a bad state at the beginning of the series he's he's you know he's kind of like he's just he's one of those characters who's clearly got like serious like anxiety and depression things going on mm-hmm. and everyone's pushing him and I'm just like Victor leave him alone you're gonna break his gentle heart but it, it it's working developed out. so well beyond that you know and also you can see that when he went to competition like his, his old coach from Detroit was pretty good with him but he needs that he needed the women like they were the ones who kind of understood when to push him and when to leave him alone a lot of what they did was give him space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that, like the the other skaters, some of the there's like a journalist guy who's re, who re, a Japan. I think he's Japanese. I think so. Um, who is like a recurring character who kind of follows all these. Yeah, know, he is because that guy's like, like it's reporter. me in real life. He was like it's me. He saw it. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like the the one foreign Japanese uh, sports reporter is like here I am. I'm cheering for you. And it's like oh that guy. Um, like a lot of them are really. They put a lot of pressure on Yuri in, in ways that maybe they don't understand or is just kind of typical for competitive sports, right? Yeah. Being like, oh, I think you can do better. Like, can you overcome what you had last time? As opposed to when he goes home and all the women are like, do what you gotta do, man. Do you want me to leave the ice skating open, uh, ice skating rink open for you? I can do that. Yeah. Or if he shows up in the middle of the night, like, I need to do more ballet. And she's like, all right, sure. do more ballet. Which, again, showing that it's, like, women who shaped him and know how to handle him and what else he relates to. Yeah. Like, ladies. So many great ladies. That's where he belongs. I think that's missed in a lot of this fandom where people are rightfully obsessed with Victor and Yuri making out. But there are so many good female characters in this show that as older, you know, anime watchers were like, oh my god, I love all these ladies. (laughs) It's also so rare to see such a great bevy of of side characters. Yeah, in the last couple of years, there haven't been that many female characters in things. Period, yeah. Mm. Um, They kind of moved towards the... They're all in the Moe series where they're like kind of, you know, cardboard cutouts of like, you know, a 16-year-old with the body of a 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, there's been this trend, um, which, you know, Yuriana is kind of bucks, which is stuff that's made for women is all about hot guys. Stuff that's made for boys is all about cute girls. 
So you'll have a lot of female characters, but yeah, they're kind of moly stereotypes in the same way that you have a lot of male characters, but they're kind of like slashy stereotypes. Judy on Ice really combines the two things and makes them all human, which is like really great. And, and unusual. Yeah, and, and their interactions are really interesting too. It's not just about the homosocial interactions. A lot of it is about the, I guess, heterosocial interactions. And like familial yeah, interactions. Yeah, family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yuri's mom is adorable. Like yeah, she's not so in it a huge amount, but when she is, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't feed him well. He really likes katsudon, which is like one of the worst things in the world you can put into your body. <laughs> but it's so delicious. And also katsudon is like a metaphor for, for his sexuality. Thing. It's odd. Yeah. But it's great. great. Just wait, if you haven't watched it yet, for one of the best lines in the show <laughs> about being Katsudan. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. Not just Katsudan, sexy Katsudan. <laughs> I feel like, I don't remember if this was somebody on Twitter that was like, I've never watched a show that made me want to fuck a bowl of Katsudan. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Until he's ready to say, no, I want to have sex with Victor. He's like, don't you want to eat this Katsudan real slow? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sort of one of the goals is for Yuri to be eaten by Victor, but also, you know. <laughs> well, also, it, it, I think it ties really well into Yuri not having explored his sexuality before this. One of the few forms of pleasure that he had was eating this incredibly rich food. Mm. So when he's like, I want you to eat something sensual, he's like, well, eating this big bowl of food alone is like makes me really happy. <laughs> As, like, a stressed-out introvert, it's like, all I want to do is eat this thing. And then it's like, well, have you thought about sex? And it's like, no, but now that I'm thinking of it... <laughs> kind of reminds me of this delicious meal. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And I think that's also really common, people associating those two appetites. Yeah. Um, I do think that characters with either low sex drives or unexplored sexuality or, you know, somewhere on the ace spectrum, all, all kind. And not that I think he is, but... This kind of like, hey, people who are not just slaves to sort of their desires and they feel like their Demi, desires, you know, could be could something be, yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of. It's not really clear what he is, which is partially why it's really great. Yeah, um, it's you also kind why of project a lot onto him. Yeah, I also think it's why saying Yuri on Ice is so gay is really an oversimplification and not fair to how complex it is. It's really queer. Yeah, yeah, and even the the gay relationship between Yuri and Victor. Just because the gender itself is so complicated there. Even that is like the gay relationship itself. It's like, I, I, I hesitate to even call it super gay because mm. it's not just like, oh, I like men. It's kind of, what do I even identify as myself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's just really great stuff. And I, I think that these characters who don't have, are, are not slaves to these traditional desires or even untraditional desires is rare. Especially them going from, I don't know what I want, to thinking about what they want and then being like, I think I want to pursue that. Mm -hmm. Which is how a lot of people work in real life. And is also the key to sort of, you know, having a healthy sexual relationship is don't let somebody else decide it for you. <laughs> like, figure out what it is that you want and either pursue it or don't pursue it. You don't have to pursue it. But, like, you need, nobody's going to tell you what, you what you really want. You have to figure out what it is. And don't let people make that decision for you. Whether it's an issue of oppressing what it is that you really are mm -hmm. or making you act on something that you don't want to act on. I mean, there's so many ways that this is done in media that's incredibly harmful, I think. And it was also teaching kids that if they don't feel a certain way, that something's wrong with them or they're missing something or whatever, it's like, you need to spend a lot of time alone, <laughs> like Yuri does, and think about it and, and explore it. And then decide that the, what you decide to do with it is the next step. But the first step is, what do you want? Yeah. Also, such a great introspective narrative. So mm. interesting. People explain. You know, you can do really great characterization things. You can go into their past. You can go into the people who surround them. All of which Yuri on Ice does. 
Yeah. So great. So complex. <laughs> the only complaint I could possibly make is that we're spending a little too much time in Incest Boy's head. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Some of them, I wish there was less about why do you skate. Like, I'd like to know less about Incest Guy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I fast forward through him. Yeah, he makes... Well, also the guy who is skating as, like, revenge for his on his oh. ex-girlfriend, and then it's like... That guy needs to, like, get over it. Yeah. But another great element of the show is... There are a couple guys who are skating and really projecting on other women, and they show the women in the stands being like, oh, God, he's doing his thing again. I should leave. Yeah. Like, which is amazing! Being like, fuck no, man, it is over. And clearly, you don't understand that. I mean, that was a great routine, but you're not going to win me with and it. And <laughs> she's there with, like, a new dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you, you realize that winning someone's love via ice skating is not something that actually happens, Unless right? your name is... Katsuyuri or whatever. <laughs> okay. No, no. All right. Winning the love of your skating coach through the incredible sexual tension that you are developing over the course of Together training. It's a little different than performing an aggressive breakup routine. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of that show was not just the guy who was skating. Like he's he was pretending to be like an evil witch casting a you know a yeah. spell on the princess for leaving him. Not only was his girlfriend in the stands like looking really nervous and kind of curling up like, against her new boyfriend, kind of in fear a little bit. But they showed another woman watching the routine. She's like, oh, I can just hear her terrified screams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like other women could see their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And it's even a lot of the men, they were like, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the time, like, this kind of thing happens where a man is like, she friend-zoned me, whatever. And it's just kind of like, you know, women can say like, oh, that's not a thing. But like, they don't get it. But like, just casually seeing it in this episode where women are like, he needs to get over it. And like, even people who aren't involved are like, this is so dumb. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's really valuable. Yeah. <laughs> it is very satisfying. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not imagining it. He's dumb. It's fine. Oh yeah, no, I mean, just, just, uh, validation of the whole because i mean that's the thing we always get that narrative from the male perspective and you never get the whole like do you have any any idea how uncomfortable it is to be hit on by someone you're not interested in all the time yeah like or an ex who or an actually ex. like really fear who won't take like, no yeah mm -hmm. but also other women being like yeah honey you can come with me like that guy's yeah. not right like <laughs> that's really, that's really great to see sort of like the invisible sisterhood that are like that was not a good relationship he's got to get over it and, I mean, it, I gotta say that guy, I'd be a little bit interested in seeing how that develops, because it looked like they were putting a little attention into it, and mm -hmm. then, like, maybe through skating, because he did really well, I think he's proceeding, mm -hmm. um, that, like, maybe he's gotta learn to get over it. You know, like, he's in mm -hmm. a bad place right now. The incest plotline was just really uncomfortable. They did kind of try to explore how he could get over it. The guy with his, really upset about his ex-girlfriend, they haven't really gone into quite enough. But I feel they like that guy might have to fail. Like, he might have to fail... And be like, that wasn't why she left. Me feeling yeah. at this routine is not the reason. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't think Yuri on Ice is going to, like, steamroll these, you know, because uh, people go, and it's not gender specific that somebody just can't get over an ex. It's not healthy. Mm. Um, I did, I did like, how they kind of had the specific, the, the, way, the, the way that men can project and the way that women are like, stay away from him, like, sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was great because you never see that. But Let's all get out of here immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think in a lot of ways, like, what he's going through is sympathetic for mm -hmm. everybody, not just men, but also for women. Um, there was somebody saying, I think he's crying during that routine, and they're like, that's not good for him either. No. Um, and that he has to kind of work through some stuff. So uh, just, this show really is everything. 
it, it, it keeps touching upon these things that will either be in other media but not explore or is, like, really true to real life but is, like, never touched on in media because it's fucking uncomfortable mm-hmm. and doesn't fit a normal narrative. It's all unexpected. Yeah. Well, that was Victor's thing, right? He said that he always, whenever he skates, he wants to do something that surprises the audience. Yeah. And I feel like this show is constantly doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very meta that way. Yeah. I'm always surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, there are some really, really wonderful Victor and Yuri moments that I really wasn't expecting. You know, again, because you go into this not knowing how far they're going to push the relationship. Mm-hmm. Every time they push it, it is a surprise. But yeah. even then, just the way that those scenes go come about and... Um, you know, not, it's not even things that are just, like, embraces or kisses or, or uh, you know, romantic moments, but even just sort of, like, like friendship moments when when uh, Yuri needs something from Victor that Victor isn't providing and how he communicates that, you know, like, uh, just, just mm-hmm. you know, moments between Yuri and the other skaters who he's become kind of close to and, mm-hmm. you know... Okay, continue. But the part where, uh, but, but also just the part where, what was it, where, where Victor was not... What was the part where he was crying? I can't remember the exact context of that. Oh. That was a really, really great scene. Yeah, it, it was when Victor wasn't being supportive as a coach. Yeah, like, 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 so much of this is Yuri learning how to, learning what he wants, but also learning how to ask. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so important because, again, characters like, like him in, in all kinds of media, they get pushed around, they get dragged around by the story, and I was so worried that was going to be, that was where this whole, whole thing was going to go. But, you know, he just, there's a point where Victor's not being supportive as a coach, and he's literally just, like, crying and saying, no, what I needed from you is the following things. And, you know, like, like just seeing him being able to sort of express that to somebody, yeah. particularly somebody who is sort of the one who's more in control on the romantic end, you know, where you just say, no, I don't, I don't need you to push me harder right now, I need you to be understanding, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I really like Yuri. Like, like just in oh, terms yeah. of the story, like, he is such a good main character. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He doesn't fall into, like, traps that I expect from mm-hmm. anime. So I'm like, oh no, this is about to happen, and then it doesn't. Yeah. And it's, like, really pleasing for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to see the guy who can't get over his girlfriend get over his girlfriend. Oh, that yeah, I would really yeah. like that. <laughs> That'd be but nice. It's, his girlfriend's yeah. not gonna help I mean, him. She should stay away. <laughs> we also, we yeah. also don't need to have that, that, see that one guy, you know, basically have sex with the ice again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs to stop that. Was he Swedish? The Swedish guy? He's one of the... T- he was, like, number two under Victor. Excuse the pun. <laughs> like, you know, in his show, like, a lot of the time, the skating is a metaphor for, for something either romantic or sexual, and for this one, they were, like, they felt like they had to take it to the next level because he was supposed to be, like, the sexier sexy guy. <laughs> so you basically, like, see up his asshole mid-routine. It's, like, just, you know... Yeah, he's wearing, like, an all spandex outfit and he keeps like shoving his butt in the screen and it was just like this is too much for someone who is trying so hard to be sexy he's like one of the least sexy like i would take yeah. the parrot guy over that <laughs> hey the parrot guy has really yeah, the parrot guy has really, really nice handsome. eyebrows yeah. versus outfit. like butthole dude i'm just like no thank you <laughs> what about jj you hate jj i hate jj <laughs> JJ. But JJ's in a rock band where they compose music about JJ that he's. I believe to. that JJ like made friends with Rush. <laughs> Rush being the most Canadian band in the history of Canada, other than the Tragically Hip. Just like FYI, everyone else listening to this. Okay, so we're gonna have MK talk about. She's got her phone out. She's ready to uh, tell us about some great fanfics for you guys to look up. This is what Slash Portuguese did. And something I regret that we have not done more on the Sparkler podcast. So here's some recs for you. It's one of my favorite things. Um, so I have two recs. 
The first one is called I Know My Madness by A Story About War. Um, and the idea is that instead of blowing the Grand Prix finals in the first episode, uh, Yuri, like, nails it and wins gold. And same as in the show, he's always been, like, really interested in Victor, but he also knows that he needs to, like, keep his distance because, as we discussed, Victor has probably slept with everyone. Um, probably. And, like, in this story, he's like, and we all know that when Victor breaks up with people, it's like a huge flaming mess on the front page of newspapers. Like, it's, like, a big deal. <laughs> So he wins gold, and he's like, I want to talk to Victor, but, like, also I don't want to talk to Victor because, like, I need to keep my distance even though I love him so much. And instead, Victor is like, hey, want to go out for dinner tonight? And, like, starts aggressively hitting on him. Mm -hmm. And Yuri's like, no. And then he's like, yes. <laughs> and he winds up going out to dinner, and he's like, no, but I'm going to, like, leave early, and I'm going to go back to my hotel room. And obviously, instead, they wind up boning. <laughs> and he's like, okay, but it's just once, and that's fine, and, like, it won't happen again. And what follows is, like, a story where they keep, like, running into each other at competitions and things, and they keep boning. But the, like, the heart of the story, which makes it so wonderful, is that, like, Yuri is, like, He's just fucking me, like, for the sex, and I need to, like, keep my distance. But Victor is actually falling in love and, like, aggressively pursuing him, and Yuri <laughs> does not notice. Aww. It's kind of, like, weirdly romantic for a story about, like, this is a one-night stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fanfic is good for, man. Yeah. Um, the other one that I'm going to recommend is called Unwritten by Kaiska. Um, and it is a soulmate you using a trope called words on skin. And there's a couple variations of words on skin. And this variation is the one where if you say, like, pick up a pen or a marker and, like, jot a note down on your arm, it shows up in the same place on your soulmate no matter where they are. Um, so in this one, Yuri has... It really explores all of Yuri's, like, anxiety and his, like, personal issues. And so what happens is he's a little younger than Victor by, like, a couple of years, I want to say. And in the story, Victor, like, his whole life is, like, drawing on his skin, whatever, and he never gets anything back. Like, nothing is ever written on his skin, and so he assumes he doesn't have a soulmate um, until he's, like, 16, and he starts, like, a tic-tac-toe game on his wrist, um, and for the first time ever, Yuri responds, and he gets really excited, and he's trying to communicate with him, but he's communicating in Russian, and Yuri is trying to communicate in Japanese. Um... <laughs> And obviously that doesn't work out really well at first. And every time Victor is like, we should meet, Yuri's like, no, because <laughs> he's really like shy and nervous. And he's like, I'm still trying to like, they don't say that they are both in figure skating. Um, but everything that has happened in the background of Yuri on Ice still happens. Mm. Um, and it even gets to the point where like the pilot of Yuri on Ice happens, except that they are soulmates and they have not noticed. Oh, and so oh, it goes into, nice. like, the first couple episodes of the show, and it's, like, really beautiful. It's, like, a really lovely way of exploring that trope, and she did it in a really new and interesting way. Oh, I love linguistics jokes and, and um, linguistic issues in fiction. It's great. Yeah, like, they're both trying to, like, he's trying to learn some Russian, Victor's trying to learn some Japanese, and they're, like, struggling. Yeah. And <laughs> even once they have met in person and are both living at the onsen, like, they are still struggling. Mm. And Yurio, of course, figures it out first. <laughs> Yurio's like, fuck this. Yeah, so I'm sure it makes him furious. Yeah. But I mean, everything makes him you furious. Know, breakfast makes that guy furious. He's like, this is delicious and I hate it. <laughs> Damn you for being so good. Yeah. Well, he does like Katsudon, actually. He's like, that's one of the few things that brings him joy. He's like, yeah, we're Japanese kids together, right? Yeah, this Katsudon's fucking delicious. <laughs> 
True story. Yeah, it is. It's also like 2,000 calories a bowl, that's mm. why. Whatever, they need the calories. He's 15 and a professional figure skater. Oh, yeah, yeah that probably child burns like 10,000 calories. calories a day. Yeah. They have some, you know, it, it is a little bit fatphobic in the beginning. This was a valid criticism people had of the show, that Yodi gained, Yodi gains weight really easily. And when he was in a depression, he kind of gained weight, and the first thing he had to do with Victor was lose weight. Um, and yeah, it, it was shitty, the way that they kind of did that. I don't feel like they... It was a little bit more as a training montage that, like, you know, get to the weight that you were at before. Not that you have to be at a certain weight, but, like, this was your last weight in competition. You have to get back to that as, like, kind of a training regimen. He's also just, like, out of shape for figure skating, right? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I mean, they didn't they, have to, like, grab him and, like, yeah. grab the fat on his stomach and, yeah, you know, like, you're the, so fat, 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 well, fat, Well, and also, you know? the way they do it is awful, but, like, yeah. it's also, he's a pro figure skater. Yeah, I, what, what really bothered me about that was that that routine he did of Victor's routine that they said was a perfect copy of Victor's like gold winning performance did when he was at his fattest yes and like the fact they couldn't separate oh you can be fat and in shape like like in shape is kind of a bad way to say it but he was clearly a really excellent figure skater even with the extra weight you can be fat and very athletic yeah so I mean I I don't so I mean like fat in gigantic quotation marks because he like was the weight of a normal human being. It's a very like <laughs> Japanese approach to weight, right? Well, I would really not lay this I think like the West has a real problem about weight as well. Yes. This is not exclusively Japanese, but um I do think that it did address it in the way that manga is kind of close minded about that for sure. Yeah. Um, but also the way that Hollywood is super close minded about that. Yeah. Um this is a very common problem in media. It, it was not as bad as some instances of, of that I've seen because it was a little bit more an athletic, um, you know, and more of an athletic frame, which sometimes weight can be an issue, except mm-hmm. he was clearly an excellent figure skater while he was at his heaviest. So yeah, it was kind of bullshit. Um, that said, it was reasonably brief and um, they did, he used it as part of his like, oh, I want to get, become a, a champion level figure skater again. It was part of an overall training regimen. Yes. That it was like, okay, I also need to become a better skater in a lot of other ways. like Stronger, more flexible. Yeah, because he had sort of been, uh, yeah, I don't want to say letting himself go, because again, that's another expression that I really hate. I think some of these are so focused on size and not on athletic prowess, but he had let himself fall into... Laziness and eating 2,000 calories. He was just focused on, like, his figure skating regimen. Yeah, yeah. He was out of training, you should say. Yeah. So that's one of my biggest criticisms of the show, and it's a relatively short-lived issue. I think after, like, two episodes, it doesn't come up again. Yeah, and they... So one thing that we wish we had seen more of, but I also understand why we didn't, is um, because he's supposed to be kind of heavy... The, the ice skating routines don't always show that. I think it's partially because... You will see that Yurio is noticeably skinnier than a lot of the other skaters. Yes. Um, I think sometimes they'll have these sk- skating animations where both Victor and Yuri are going to do the same routine because Victor's training him. They use basically the same model. Right. So they pick a body weight that's kind of between the two characters so that they can just draw different clothes on it. So you don't get to see as much of this reflection of Yuri's weight. Although that first, that first routine that he does that goes viral... You can tell that he is definitely a little bit heavier there. They do it more in the face. Like, his face will be more round. Yeah. yeah. In that first routine, though, he had a little more of a butt. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a little and he bit was a little more ways. straight. Yeah, Going yeah. straight down. Yeah. But that was also, yeah. like, some of the best animation in the show was that first episode. Yeah. So beyond that, it's like... But he is definitely a different body type from Yurio. Um, Dramatically. Mm. Yeah. And I think also some of the other skaters just... Yuri always looks a little bit thicker than almost everyone else, which yeah. is good. 
Uh, especially since he's not. It's super also tall. like they actually do different heights on everyone, so you mm-hmm. can see like this guy has like really broad shoulders and is quite tall. This guy is like shorter and quite like lean all the way down. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, there's definitely really interesting sort of body type stuff that yeah. they you know is a little inconsistent because of animation restraints and everything. Yeah. But like at least the, you can tell the effort is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you look at Yurio versus JJ the Canadian, I mean JJ's kind of built like a truck. For like, a, <laughs> like he's not for a like your skater, for a yeah. figure skater. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy and he looks like he's you know fully grown. Whereas mm-hmm. Yurio looks like this twig who's yeah. you know giving more constant on this kid needs more calories. Yeah. Also, like yeah, the, the age range is from 15 years old to like 29. So, yeah. You know, yeah. people are gonna look very different on different ends of that. Yeah. So they do a pretty good job with that. But. Yeah. Do you have any other criticisms of the show? I, don't, I feel really good about most. I of mean, them. honestly, most of the criticisms I had were were in the first like two episodes, which was yeah. like the fat shaming part and the the fact that I it looked like it was going to fall into that that kind of gross relationship pattern, and they kind of either got rid of or proved me wrong on all of those things as the series went forward. So mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. like if if a couple things in the beginning bug you, I suggest watch it yeah. a little bit longer, and and mostly mostly your criticisms will go away. Yeah. Okay, Incest Boy. We don't like Incest Boy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also shown as being super unhealthy, so it's not like... I know, like... I mean, this is kind of funny, but it's just like, oh, why yeah. are we spending so much time inside this kid's head? Yeah. Meet some, some people who aren't your sister, please. Please, meet some yeah. other ladies, and, you know, just because she's hugging a dude doesn't mean she wants to sleep with him. Yeah. Trust There's me, real... <laughs> none of those ladies want to sleep with Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't see him as a sexual creature. Uh, yeah, there was a really, really wonderful hug montage after Yuri like gets through a really difficult routine. Yeah, he's just kind of <laughs> he lost just, a hug. He's like, he's like a zombie, and Victor's not around, and he just like goes and hugs everyone in sequence, and Yuri is like, fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me! There's yeah. a, little, a great little animated gif of that. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone saw that, of him just yeah. going and hugging people, and they're just like... What the hell? Because yeah. nobody hugs like Victor. Mm. Victor's, a good Victor's hugs are the most satisfying. Mm. Mm. Sometimes you end up going like horizontal on the ice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we won't spoil that part, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody want to add anything? No. No, you should go watch Yuri on Ice. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, watch it immediately. My criticisms are really minor. Mm-hmm. I do know that some people wanted the fat shaming address, which is really fair. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets it goes blown over so quickly. Um, that I sort of stopped thinking about it after, like, two episodes, because yeah. they're like, well... And also, I liked seeing that Yuria was a little thicker than some of the other race skaters, even if it was my Yuri? Sorry. Yeah. Seeing that Yuri was a little bit... <laughs> Yuria was not thicker Yuria than anybody. Yuria was not thicker than anyone, including, no, no, like, babies. Really yeah. Including the parrot kid. Yeah. Even the parrot kid is more built than Yurio. <laughs> yeah. So, there are some criticisms. They are relatively few compared to the so many ways that it keeps surprising us in blowing right through other things that are, like, bad in other shows and be like, no, we're not doing that way, because that way is stupid. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, that's great, it is stupid, thank you. <laughs> it is you. stupid. Or at the very least, like, cliche. Like, yeah. you just want something... New and refreshing. Fresh. Yeah, but I think this is also... Some of the messages in here are actually going to be really helpful to a lot of the audience, especially about, like, figure out your shit mm-hmm. before you let other people figure it out for you, which I freaking love that theme and almost never see. Yeah. Just <laughs> great. Like, own your shit. Figure out your shit and then own your shit. And do it at your own pace. Some Leanne's life advice is figure out your shit and then own your shit. A book from Leon Centaur coming soon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But if you gotta do it in front of, like, millions of figure skating watchers, you know, that's okay. Or, you know, do it alone. and <laughs> Do it alone in the ice skating rink when no one is watching. Whatever you need. Also, if you're not a figure skater, you can also... <laughs> you can just you do can, that at home in your living room, you know? You can know? find it in a bowl of katsudon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you for joining us very much. Thanks for coming, MK. It was um, fun being here. <laughs> yeah, we need, um, we're all big fandom indulgers. We love <laughs> fandom, but we don't talk about it all that much. Um, and this is something you really specialize in, so yeah. I recommend And I think we all miss Slash Report. I miss we Slash do. Report. We yeah. do, not, not to be like, I miss know. Slash Report too, but I do not miss, uh, like, the time suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you don't have to edit this. Yeah. yeah, this weekend was already, like, insane. <laughs> so it's actually nice to be like, you know what I don't have to do? Spend, yeah. like, a full day editing something. <laughs> yeah. You guys would love Slash Report. There's a lot of stuff similar to what uh, Moon Clubs has done here, but also just, like, if you're interested in any kind of fandom from all kinds of media, from TV to books to manga, whatever, um, you should really look it yeah. up. It's hilarious. Also super insightful if you're like, what the hell is the Omegaverse? Like, there's an entire <laughs> That was so interesting. That. Yeah. That, oh, that episode was so interesting. Omegaverse has evolved since then. There's oh, more. <laughs> so, yeah. Look up Slash Report. Thank you for joining us. Um, Close. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Bye. 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 Bye.